Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show today, everybody. We have with us Livy Matthews. And as some of you know, and I hope you weren't too disappointed last week, um, we had an incident where Libby was having some very inclement weather, and it just, it just, it, the show just couldn't happen. And so today, Libby is here, and I'd just like to welcome her and have you all welcome her as well. Libby Matthews, welcome to the show. Zenobia, thank you so much for inviting me, and I do apologize for all the storms last week that we couldn't do it, but um, thank you so much. This is this is very exciting. I appreciate it. Oh, you, there's absolutely no need to apologize. You can't, you couldn't uh, predict or handle the storm, so, <laughs> and with that said, with that said, we're just going to jump right in here, and uh, I have a very dear one, I have a number, but one of the topics that is very dear to my heart is uh, surrounds the whole idea of caregiving and caregivers. And I just don't think that enough everybody can be said about those who uh, fill the role of caregiving. I happen to be one of those people, but beyond me, if it wasn't for my siblings, and other relatives that have pitched in when we have had the need, and we've had many, 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 many uh, times when that has been the case, we just couldn't make it. And so I think about myself, but then I project out and I look at other people. Sometimes it's been in offices when I've just noticed someone who is obviously in the role of caregiving, and when I can, I'd like to connect with those people and, and, and just give them some sort of affirmation. And so, Libby, today, I can't look you in your eye, but I want to give you that same affirmation because all that I've learned about you, even though it's been we have never met face-to-face, but all that I've learned about you by being in your group, on your Facebook group, and some of the emails that I've gotten, and some of the conversation that we've mm-hmm. had, you, you are a wonderful role model for any of us looking for how to negotiate caregiving. Now, I know I've gone, oh, wow. gone way <laughs> over uh, and not let you come in here, but I, you're going to talk as much as you want. I just want to say this, so as a method of introduction still. Listeners, this is a woman who cares for her husband. So the whole subject of spousal caregiving is something that I don't uh, come in contact much with in my readings and and not even in conversation. And in fact, I did an article recently uh, on caregiving and how Libby and I got to this point for interview is I realized that I had neglected that aspect. So Libby, just jump in, please, and just talk to us a little bit about your journey um, as a caregiver and particularly as a spousal caregiver. 
Well, it uh, it came as quite a surprise and shock to my husband and myself because my husband is 74 years old. He's six foot uh, four, 250 pounds, and he's always been my rock. He did everything. He was my handyman. He worked a full time job. He did all the things that that we we made a life together and. I never had to worry about anything because he just took care of it. And then in the golden years of our lives, he had an allergic reaction to his blood pressure medication. And by the time they realized what had happened, he had end-stage renal disease. And his eyes were affected with busted blood vessels. So he has no side or peripheral vision at all. And his direct vision is very foggy. So suddenly he can't drive, and there's so many things he can't do for himself because he, being diabetic, also has neuropathy in his feet and neuropathy in his hands. So when he started doing his treatments three times a week, four hours a treatment, I have to take him, pick him up, and then um, you know do everything, all the appointments, take him for his appointments, that type of thing. I'm his, I, I laughingly, Sonobia call myself his CNI dog <laughs> because I lead him around. I mean, I don't physically lead him around, but I'm constantly watching where he's stepping, where he's moving to, yes. what he's doing. And it's almost like having a child. You have to make sure that things are out of the way, that the path is clear. Yes. Um, so it's it's been a journey, but um, it's been one that, I haven't minded a bit because he changed so much during this. Instead of becoming bitter and hardened, he got to be more of a let it just roll off my back type thing. You know, just let's just make the best of it and go from there. Well, bless his heart and bless yours too because, I mean, <laughs> just it's just like boom, bam, it's this, it's here. It, there was no introduction. There was no easing into it. It's it just uh-uh. was in your face. And is that right? That is exactly right. And But you know something, Zenobia, and I know you are a believer and a lover of the Lord, too. And when I was, I've had two careers in my life. One was dentistry. The other was managing an apartment complex for elderly, handicapped, and disabled. And I had two visually impaired um, tenants in that uh, apartment complex. Wow, really? They Yes, and they showed me so much. They taught me so much about how to work with a visually impaired person. And little did I know, 30 years later, my husband would be that visually impaired person. And so my mouth is open. my, my, My mouth is open because, wow, what a preparation. It is a wow. It, it is a wow, and, um, you know, we, we can't outdo the Lord, and we don't know what he's preparing us for or what, why we go through the things we go through, but there is a reason, and he's always working on both ends. He's never just working on one end. So, um, you know, it's, it's been um, something that I had when, when I, at the same time that this happened to him, I got let go from my job in dentistry, and that was quite a shock, and I, I didn't want to go back to work for someone else, and I, I didn't want somebody else ever having the opportunity to do that to me. So I knew it was time for me to go into business for myself. And I needed the flexibility of being able to do what I needed to do when I needed to do it. Because there's so many times, like with you, I had to change an interview. 
or I have to change a doctor's appointment, or, you know, we have to make an emergency doctor's appointment. So I needed that flexibility. So God has been so good to me. He really has. So, Libby, this is is beyond imagination. I mean, you lost your job in conjunction with your husband losing so much of his health. Mm -hmm. This is just... Amazing, and you you are so resilient, and you made mention of starting your own business, so you're running a business alongside of caring, full-time caregiving. Are you the only caregiver for your husband, or do you have outside help? We have outside help at different times. If he has gone into the hospital, and there's been two hospital instances for him over the last two years, when he comes out, he's very weak. Actually, that's why he goes in, because he's gotten so weak. When he comes out, we have home health care to come in and help him with his physical therapy to get his strength back from being released from the hospital. Um, and then he will also sometimes go into um, outpatient physical therapy to, to try to keep up his strength. And so um, right now, we have just got – he's not been in the hospital, but his strength went down a little bit because he fell. And so we've gotten home health care coming back in physical therapy to help him out for a few weeks to, to get him back on track. But this is not an ongoing situation in terms of home health care. You oh, are no. the main no, 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 caregiver no. day in and day out. I'm, I'm the main caregiver. Um, and um, we are up at 5 o'clock on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays getting ready to take him into his dialysis treatment. We leave at 625. We're there um, by about quarter to seven. He's there. He calls me at 11 o'clock or they're about to come and pick him up. So those hours between seven and 11, I try to do a lot of my working because he is there. Um, Sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, the treatment doesn't go well or maybe he gets upset on his stomach or something and I have to go pick him up. But for the most part, he's there for the four hours. So I do a lot of my work then. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, I I just kind of intermittently do what I need to do. Client days is on Tuesdays. But, um, yes, and I enjoy it because it at least gives me a way to to talk to people still, um, even though it's online. You can develop some beautiful relationships with the people that you meet online. Well, this is one, don't you think? This is one, Absolutely. And. I absolutely believe it is. And you, you, you beat me to the punch of saying this is one. <laughs> but, uh, and you know, well, you know me, what I, I love about it, too, is when I have a problem or an issue, I can put on, on my Facebook page, on my, my profile, I'll ask for prayer for hubby or for me or whatever. And, oh, the people that respond that are praying. And I can I feel those prayers. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've seen, I do, it. and I do, and I have seen um, the outpouring of the responses. And I, before I go on to the next thing, I just want to encourage the listeners, if anyone um, listening is not a part of at least one Facebook group. Now, I am not a huge proponent of um, virtual relationships without the face-to-face. I mean, some people, they have almost none or no face-to-face. So that's not what we're saying here. But the importance of uh, being connected, uh, and you don't have to be in a Facebook group, but it's just I'm in a few, and it really is a rewarding experience. And some of them more rewarding than others, 
but I would encourage you, and I think Libby would too, to join at least one Facebook group in an area that you have some passion about. I'd also yes. like to flag Libby, if you are uh, a businesswoman or thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or solopreneur or uh, mompreneur, I would, I would like to flag uh, Libby's group. And Libby, would you uh, just share the, I have it in the profile, but would you share it for those who might not uh, be at a point where sure. they could look at a laptop or um, et cetera? Um, just go ahead and share your, your Facebook group. Our group is Silver, S-I-L-V-E-R, Marketeers, M-A-R-K-E-T-E-E-R-S. I got that because I loved being a Mickey Mouse Mouseketeer when I was a kid. And I thought, you know what? So did I. I'm, I'm older now, so I am a marketeer. And then I thought, I'm a silver marketeer. So that's how that came about. So we are silver and, marketeers, and, and we're for, we are for women 50 and over. We talk about business. We also ask questions. We, we do prayer requests if needed. We are there to support and love up on each other. And, and, and there is a, a group a on anything. It is, and there's a group there, there that, on Facebook. There it, if, if regardless of what you need, what your issue is, your problem, or your business, or whatever, there, if you search it, you can find a group on Facebook that that you can yes. can join and and network with. Yes. Now I want to just ask you for those who um, may already have a business and may find themselves in a tight spot. It may be in a caregiving type spot, or it may be uh, in, a, in another capacity. What would be your words of wisdom to those who are listening? What be flexible. Be, be just as flexible as you can be, and know that nothing is written in stone, that things can be changed. Things can be um, switched around. They can be tweaked. There's a saying, ready, aim, fire. No. Ready, fire. You can always come back and aim. Oh, my. <laughs> wow, Libby, that's heavy. That's a heavy thought there. Ready, fire. Fire. Hmm. Always come back and aim. Always come back and aim. That's right. And, and you, you know, know the type... go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, Libby, go ahead. We're over 50 or 50 and over, and, and marketing is a lot bigger challenge for us now if we have our own business, and things are always popping up. Like it could be our spouse or our grandkids or maybe you're divorced or widowed or, or maybe you're sandwiched in in the groups that you were talking about, Zenobia, between a working parent and taking care of their parents, and or maybe you're like yes. me because I'm going to be 76 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, 76 years young next month. That's right. And that's I, right. That's right. I am so excited about what God is still allowing me to do. And, and life happens. We're Just because we're over 50 doesn't mean our life has stopped, that, you know, we don't have anything to give anymore. We are full of information. We are full of life's experiences. And we are so full of of things that would be helpful, especially to this younger generation. We are still busy because life happens. Life definitely happens. 
and they it happens it in all seasons of marriage, all seasons uh-huh. of business, all seasons of life in general. And we both are way into our winter years and so so thankful to be able to be so alive and so yes. productive. You know, sometimes the things I, that we can I still do. Yes, and the things that we can learn to do. Uh, can and, learn and you, to do. Talk yes. about what the fact that we can pass our experiences and our knowledge on to the younger generation. I just look forward to the day when more and more of the younger generation will accept us in that role because I, I just find that many times they just don't. And then I think they back to you when I so was right. younger. And then I think back to when I was younger. And the and and there was someone else in my role now, looking to to hand the baton to me. I was always wanting to take it, and I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I had that heart attitude because it has made me the richer person. Those people mm-hmm. who I always looked to be with older people. I don't know what it was, but I always did, and especially the men too, but especially the women. They just breathe into my life, and without them, I would not be who I am today, and I just am so thankful, so thankful that I saw I know what you mean. Yes, Yes. and and that is value there, and the thing of it is, is so many times, especially if you're thinking about going into business, or maybe you're just starting in your business, and you see there's so many people that are doing the same thing you want to do, so why should you do it? The thing of it is, is you are unique. Zenobia, there's not another Zenobia ever or anywhere around it's only you you've only had your skill set you've only gone through what you've gone through you've only come up with the solutions you've come up with they are your solutions and you want people to see that 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 you know what they're talking about because you've gone through it in fact you not only have their solution you are their solution (laughs) well thank you for my coaching session Libby I, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, what a wonderful coaching session. And I didn't even make an appointment. So thank you. You didn't even make an and appointment. Of, <laughs> did not. And speaking of coaching sessions, you can learn more about Libby at LibbyMatthews.com or you can email her at Libby, and Libby again is L-I-V-V-I-E at LibbyMatthews.com. And Libby, it's time for us to now end this episode. And I just want to thank you so much. If you would like to say one last thing to our audience, please feel free to do that now. I just want to tell you to be yourself and don't ever regret what you're going to do. Be yourself. And thank you, Zenobia, very much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Take care, everybody.